1: Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? All right. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy, and I am here today with Jen Suzuki. I said it right. Yay! Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had some technical difficulties with the video camera, so if you're watching on YouTube, sorry about that. But um, all else is go. So today we're radiating healing because um, Jen has had a very inspiring, I think an inspiring health journey, and is the owner now of Inspire Health by Jen. Jen is also a... Um, a nurse and is will soon be a nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. and is an amazing health coach as well as the author of the Midday Pigeon blog. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. hey Jen, thanks for coming Christine. in. Thanks for having me, Christy. You bet. You you bet. So you had um, a health journey that started uh, your whole journey and launching this business, uh, and you were um, a nurse, but you've taken kind of a back seat to that. Is yes. is that right? Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a little bit
0: about what's going? Going on and how you got started doing health coaching? Sure. So it started with my own story and my own journey. And I was working as a nurse. And I, I love being a nurse. And I love how that career served my life. But I just feel a little bit a different call and a pull on my life to change the way we live with chronic illness. And that started with myself. I let's see in my early 20s knew that something was a little different about me oh really that yeah. soon yeah so mm-hmm. I was like okay well I, I noticed I needed more sleep or I got sick more often than my friends and sometimes things I ate would bother me my stomach always hurt that was like a frequent complaint um I yeah. was just telling you know my mom oh my stomach hurts after every time eat my stomach hurts and then I was in the doctor's office every couple of months with frequent sinus or strep throat infections. And looking back, what was happening in my immune system was really weak. And I was had symptoms of hypothyroidism, but I just ignored my symptoms and told my body, listen up, I have this life that I need to live, and we're going to do things my way. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> so I just carried on. I'm 28 now, so that was early 20s. And then when I was about... 24, 25, things started to get pretty tough. I was one of the most active and quote unquote healthy eaters. I knew if I had a meal plan or a diet, I didn't cheat, but I was gaining weight. I had a lot of inflammation in my joints. Um, I slept a lot and I was a very high energetic person, but I'd be sleeping eight, nine, ten hours a night with a two hour nap during the day and wow. still working out and still eating well and still, I was working nights as a nurse, which I loved. But something, my body was starting to just fall apart. And it took a good friend who's a functional medicine doctor to just kind of invite me knowingly into his office to have some. I thought, oh, I just need an adjustment for my knees. But he explained, mm-hmm. you know, your body has a lot of inflammation. We should look at your blood work. And long story short my blood work was congruent with Hashimoto's diagnosis
1: Hashimoto's yeah and it was yeah so so explain if
0: people don't know what Hashimoto's is so Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease it's basically when hypothyroidism or any thyroid disease has gone to the level of high inflammation and antibodies or levels of antibodies in your blood so Medical doctors will say that's your body attacking itself, mm-hmm. but I understand the diagnosis in a completely different way. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so, and that's what I understood at first. And I just had such a hard time wrapping my head around that. I was like, I was healthy growing up for the most part. Yes. I started to have symptoms, but why all of a sudden there's two parts. it? So why all of a sudden is my body deciding that my thyroid is bad and it should attack the tissue? And then why all of a sudden am I allergic to foods that I've never really been allergic to? Very good point. Something just didn't click with me, but I followed the great advice of my doctor and started to remove gluten and dairy from my diet. And I felt pretty good. That helped a ton. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling really, really well. And I went through another year or two of feeling decent, but then my health just hit rock bottom. Wow. And... There was a period of time where about a year and a half ago, I was 26, that I didn't work for four to five months. I mean, it was, if I did a little job, like I didn't work at a hospital as a nurse. If I, you know, worked for a friend here or there, it was, it took everything out of me. Going to the grocery store was probably the biggest thing I could do in one day. Um, I was really sick, so I spent all my time (laughs) couch ridden and researching and experimenting on my body. I was like, there's something wrong that you know, still small voice in you is like, don't give up. There's something more you have to see here.
1: Yeah, and luckily you had the the nursing chops. You know, you had the medical background. I knew how to
0: search um, research databases and find <laughs> out what we are lacking. <laughs> so I had to dig into some alternative sources, a lot sure. of books written by people, a lot of theory, and, under- and coming to the understanding now that our autoimmune disease, our symptoms, I like to say, and this is a little outlandish, Are really a gift Um, when Mm -hmm. our body is you know an upset and screaming at us it gives us symptoms and it wants us to listen to our bodies and our symptoms are truly a gift because they're telling us that something's going on and our bodies are actually protecting ourselves they're not attacking themselves they're protecting themselves Mm, against something um, most autoimmune conditions they're a myriad of, of viral bacterial stress Hormonal—it's—it's it's a whole okay. compilation of the perfect storm, but they really stem from a viral component, and we're just building up layers and layers of inflammation. Wow! When our immune system gets knocked down to protect us, now that we have a you know faulty immune system, any other virus, any other bacteria, any other parasite, any other thing that comes into co- chemical that comes into contact with us, our bodies cannot—they're not as strong to protect themselves against.
1: Yeah.
0: So our bodies. They can be trusted. I used to think, oh, man, my body is just out of control. This weight gain, I need to tell my body, this is exactly you know, what you need to eat. This is the amount of carbohydrate you need, the amount of glucose. I got to lay off the fruit. Um, all these rules that I kept for myself, and my body was just telling me, no, 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 no. This is not the way. Wow. And I kept saying, shut up, shut up, shut up. This is the way we're going to do things. And then finally, my body did me a huge favor and knocked me on my back on the couch for several months. And it was like, we need to reevaluate our life here. Wow.
1: What did yeah. you, what was your first step? What, what, like, how did you even tackle a problem
0: like this? Um, I went back to nature and basics. I got a juicer for my birthday when I was 21 years old. And I remember when I would have a crazy weekend of eating out and drinks and just being a young 21 year old. I Monday would come around and be like, man, I feel like garbage. So I'd juice for a day, and then I'd be fine for like two weeks. So I was like, I think there was something with that juicing. And then I started reading about people who have cured cancer from yeah. juicing and a, a ton of plant-based foods in their diet. And I was like, there's something – although autoimmune disease is not cancer – It works in the same way that disease cannot survive in an oxygen-rich state of uh, blood environment and a really healthy, thriving body. So I'm like, okay, there's something to be seen here. And then I started digging into a lot of autoimmune research and different um, books and thought processes on how autoimmune disease works. And I just kind of piece together a bunch of information and started experimenting on myself like an evidence-based practice model you would in nursing. Right. And then that's what I do now for my clients is I've I've learned a ton. I've meal prepped and cooked for other people and helped enough other people really intimately with their nutrition to see that everybody needs something a little bit different, but the basics are the same there. And Mm -hmm. some people might heal and take off their health. I mean, might. They might become a thriving individual just getting them off of fast food. Right. Someone like me, it's going to take really intense steps and being very intentional and a little strict to get your body back to that place of vitality and health. Oh, right. But everyone's a little bit different. We all need different things. So, And some people's inflammation, my disease manifested very outwardly, weight gain, fatigue, eczema on my face. I mean, just... For a while, people said, you know, you don't look sick, but then I started acting sick. You know, constant Mm. running nose. But for some people, the inflammation is um, really internal. It looks like anxiety, depression, digestive disorders. I mean, things that we can't see. Absolutely. Yeah, often called invisible illness. Yes. Right. Or even people who have trouble gaining weight. I hear that from a lot of men and women that they don't really get it when... I, my blog, I put out a post called You're Not Fat, You're Inflamed, and it was really, really popular, especially with women. But then I had, I think, just as many women and several men come to me and be like, well, then how does not being able to gain weight work? And it's the same thing. Wow. When there's inflammation around our cells, our cells cannot absorb the glucose and the hormones needed for that weight loss or weight gain. Right. So it just manifests differently in every person. Now, what happens?
1: You said that you earlier in life as a younger person were healthy and maybe had an occasional cold and that type of thing. And then all of a sudden these other symptoms started manifesting. Mm -hmm. So what triggered those symptoms to begin manifesting?
0: Well, my mom is so wise. She's always told me, and when you're 20 something, you definitely don't want to listen to your mom. Heck no. But She would always say, you know, you just haven't been the same since you had mono when you were 15. So I had a really uh, acute viral infarct on my body, and I was sick. I missed six weeks of school. Some people, uh, and my boyfriend at the time in high school, he had it too. They call it the kissing disease. Go figure. Right. But he was sick for like a week and a half, and then he was fine, and in men and women Pathogens and viral illnesses survive differently. They really oh. thrive in a highly estrogen environment versus testosterone. Oh. So, but I know plenty of women who have had <clears throat> a virus or mono, and maybe they were sick for a week or a month. It just depends. But after that, my immune system took a really big hit. I didn't recover the same um, with illness, with sports. Sure. The digestive problems started, started coming, and that was, I believe, from I was on antibiotics a ton right Um, i mean it was viral but i still after that you know i think i got better from mono and two weeks later i had strep throat and then i had gastritis which if you think about how antibiotics work they're feeding your virus and they're actually strengthening the bacteria that they're killing yeah so it was just and then once my immune system was down and out i kept getting sick kept needing antibiotics that was strengthening oh an gosh. underlying viral issue in my body. And it was just the cycle. And my diet was garbage, <laughs> right? I a routine. Ate, yeah. And I just thought, right. what the school served at lunch and always probably got some ice cream after. And, um, Sonic was right in our hometown, stopped by there all the time. My mom is a wonderful cook and an even more wonderful baker. So, that's, I mean, those things at home were my favorite. I had such a sweet tooth and and she was really good about encouraging the healthy snacks and, Hey, do you want to think about eating dinner before you have your second little Debbie? And I was like, Nope, mom got this covered. Don't need you, (laughs) you know, teenager. And it just spun out of control. And then when I went to college, I was, you know, just more active and more social, sleeping less, had more on my plate. I was a college athlete my first year of school. So I was busy and not recovering probably like I should have and it just it took several years of that to wake me up to how my body and our our bodies really need to live to be to feel well and it's it's not convenient and sometimes and it's not always the way other people do things but there is an easy affordable way to do it and that's what I help people understand with my clients and through my blog and through my speaking is mm-hmm. we can do this we can change things. We can change our lives, change like a ripple effect, the lives of people around us, and then we can change the norm, of the way we live. And yeah. it's as simple as my dream would, instead of a McDonald's on every corner, yeah. we could see a juice bar in every corner. That would be amazing. Just go through a drive-thru and pick up a, a glass of juice or you know a fresh smoothie. And those things, these places do exist, but maybe clean them up a little bit too with some of the products we're using. Oh, totally. Yeah, uh, I know that many places that serve smoothies, their base is full of sugar yes and full of whey protein and yeah and if you're you know dairy intolerant or we're all really dairy isn't great for any one of us it's a man-made food but if you're not intolerant and you enjoy it and you're feeling great then there's you know no harm or foul in enjoying it but for the rest of us it should be the norm to have these more whole food plant-based options totally that instead of you know having to do a special order so Mm -hmm. that's just exactly yeah, are you familiar with Ruby Jeans? Yes, I yeah, I love,
1: love Ruby, Ruby Jeans. Jeans. Well, Chris Good, was, the owner, was on our podcast, okay, okay and talked yeah. about how his love of juice, he, it, it just, it just fed his entire soul and could have yeah. could have helped his grandmother who Ruby Jean, who okay. suffered from preventable illness. And so, you know, you think about our standard American diet, the, the sad diet, yes.
0: <laughs> and there's just very little that's good for us. There is, right? and. We're taught, we're doing the best we can with the information that we're taught, and we're taught right. in the School a Food Pyramid, and then we're you know, taught a standard American diet. And then if we try to clean things up a little bit, we might look into like a bodybuilding diet or a clean eating diet. Mm-hmm. And while those diets can be really helpful to get you off of some of the foods that might not be serving your body, if you think about it, how many living foods are in a meal, a typical meal of a clean eating or someone trying to clean up their diet might mm-hmm. look like, Six to eight ounces of chicken, a cup of brown rice, and then you steam some frozen broccoli in the microwave out of the bag. Well, what? Where are the nutrients? And where are the living foods, the living enzymes mm-hmm. in those foods? And that's that's not even a, a bad meal. And and kudos to the person who they're like, I'm just trying to you know not stop at Quick Trip for every meal. That's a great meal for you then. But for some exactly. people who are like, well, I'm eating clean and I'm still not losing weight or gaining weight and I'm not feeling well, I'm tired all the time, I have migraines, I have body pain, any autoimmune issues, women, reproductive mm-hmm. autoimmune diseases, and they're just wondering, well, what what am I doing wrong? Right. You know, it's, what are the, the living plants, the living foods in your diet that are going to revitalize yourselves and give your body health? and. Mm-hmm all the enzymes and nutrients, the vitamins, they're going to strengthen your immune system and be able to kill off the pathogens that are making you sick. Right, right. And and I healed my body completely with food, Mm -hmm. very little supplementation. Um, I do a little bit of nutritional supplementation because our foods, because of our soil quality are deficient in things like zinc and B12, even, even non-vegans are deficient in B12. Right. And I'm, I'm not, I'm still a meat eater, but I don't eat meat every day necessarily, but we don't need it. Yeah. So I believe that we can heal our bodies through food and Mm -hmm. most people. And if you get to the point where, you know, I haven't, I don't have a client yet that we haven't been able to heal their symptoms through food. But if you get to that point, then maybe some heavy supplementation or other therapy is necessary. Sure. But once we, build back up our foundation our health is like a pyramid with physical on the bottom emotional mental and spiritual and once we build and strengthen our physical health and we Mm -hmm. can heal our bodies through food it's going to take care of the rest it's going to wipe out those pathogens that are making us sick it's going to restore our adrenals heal our livers you know reduce the inflammation for the anxiety the depression heal our gut to do all these things synergistically and then our emotional, mental, and spiritual health will take off from there. And that's been my experience, and I see that so much with my clients. We start with the physical, and then a few weeks in to the program, we're really diving into their emotional health, their limiting beliefs, their subconscious, and then towards the end, we're talking about their spiritual health. And I'm really blessed to be able to do this work, and I have a great team of people I refer to as well, so if... I'm, you know, really great at identifying, targeting, and helping shape the physical health, mm-hmm. but if we get into some emotional or mental health that I feel like is out of my ballpark, then I can refer out from there as well. Yes,
1: Kansas City has a wonderful yes. community. Of, yes, and we... Yes, yeah. just wonderful, wonderful group <laughs> of people in the, the mental health, the spiritual health, the physical health fields, and so there's a lot of people to yeah. refer to, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And... Um, So you, yeah, you started this business and you told me the other day that, um, it's like you
0: really didn't even know how to start a business. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) How did you kind of stumble into this? Oh, well, I, it had been kind of a running joke or suggestion with friends. Jen start a blog. I was always posting recipes or Mm. talking about health and people would text me a lot. Hey, I have a, this recipe question or this health question. And I just heard it enough over and over that I was like, okay, I know I'm going to do it. Well, I was really sick at the time. Um, my health was in a, like I said, I got a little bit better, hit rock bottom. And then from there, now I feel better at 28 than I did at 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, man, 38 is going to be great. Yeah. Very few people can say that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's been the way I've had to change my life. But, um, yeah, so I knew that I would need to start this blog, but I hit rock bottom with my health, and so it took about a year for me to come around full circle to have the energy and and just get rid of the brain fog to do it. I mean, I couldn't think straight through anything, um, let alone try to create something. So this last April, I just felt the call on my heart, hey, you got to start this blog. i got to do it. So I sat down one weekend and watched a bunch of YouTube videos on how to build a Squarespace and just... I mean, I'm a perfectionist, is that's one of my huge character flaws. And I'm like, Okay, Jen, it's not gonna be perfect, you just gotta do it. So right. that's been one thing. I started the blog and then people started to come to me and be like, Can you help me? What can I pay you? So I was like, I need a business model. <laughs> so I consulted with a few friends. I was like, How, you know, what do you recommend? How should I do this? We set up a, a package and a pricing plan and what services I would be able to offer and kind of go from there and each step I'm learning learning and figuring things out um learning how to do more videos and you know building business cards like every little piece it's it's fun it's like a puzzle and I'm never bored doing it there's my to-do list is pages long and it's always I can kind of bounce between different things um, more creative work or more business side of writing or speaking or doing consulting or working on more of the the business the more structural things that totally. Yeah, I think I like the creative people side, but it's it's a good challenge for me to sit down and be a little more pragmatic and business-minded and right. and reading a ton of books and listening to a ton of podcasts. I mean, information is is like a drug. You just want more and more and more and you're like, "Okay, how do I do this?" and learning from mm-hmm. people like you, Christy, that have been in this game for a while and mm-hmm. and know how to help serve and inspire others through the through healthcare and and spiritual work.
1: Well, and I have to say, you're also in nurse practitioner school.
0: Yeah, that takes up a little bit of time. (laughs) I forget about that. Yeah, that does take up some time. I don't know how you've got time to do it Uh, all. And people say that, and it's not, I am not putting myself on a pedestal, but it's my nutrition, and it's how good I feel every day. And I would not be able to be doing all of this had I never had autoimmune disease. People ask me, would you give it back if you could? No. I'm keeping it. That is an excellent point. Yeah. I would not give it back because then I would go back to living the way that I did. Like my nutrition every day is my biggest priority. And then my sleep, I'm waking up really early and having productive mornings, getting a workout in first thing. A lot of days I'll work out two quick workouts in one day, 30 minutes to an hour each so that it forces me to take a break and re-energize and then Yes. I fit school in there. I fit business in there, friends, family. Um, I'm also single and don't have children. So I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. That makes a difference. Yes. I think (laughs) I have a lot of other young entrepreneurial friends with kids and I think it's a big difference. Yes. You just have to, but it's doable. So for the mamas listening, they use their nap times or their play dates. I have one friend that I work closely with her and another friend with kids trade off. Hey, you you know, the kids on Tuesday, Thursday, I'll watch Monday, Friday, and then they have two work days and they're not, um, they're able to budget childcare as well. So it is definitely doable. Mm -hmm. Some of my favorite business and entrepreneurial leaders that I follow, um, on social or just read their books, they Mm -hmm. all have kids. It's totally doable but i think right now i am and that's a motivator too i'm like i have this season right now before i have a family to really hit the ground running so yeah i feel like i got to use it right
1: mm-hmm. yes right exactly you've got yeah. this time to build a business get it stable get it st- you know get it to where you really like it and then right. you know you know pursue those other things as well but yeah. i mean, still nursing practitioner school that's going to take it out of you a little
0: bit and it, uh, it does and i think little things in my lifestyle help like i don't have a tv so I'm never really distracted by that. I mean, you can get on your phone and be easily distracted these days, but I'll listen to lectures when I'm juicing or, you know, doing one of my workouts or I just try to really driving um, time management. I'm just pretty, I can be very rigid, but that helps me. Mm -hmm. And then on the weekends, I still can let myself have a little bit of a flow in my schedule once business and schoolwork is done. But a lot of weekends I spend writing 15 page research papers and but it's, when it's your goal and it's what you love, it doesn't really feel like work.
1: Now, how do you think... Well, and that is true, exactly, because it's kind of your entertainment. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's fun.
0: I love working on my
1: business. <laughs> oh, totally. And I'm a total podcast junkie, so I learn so much yeah. But from podcasts. Oh, TED Talks. Yes. Love those. Yes. yes. Um, in fact, that was a mommy hack that uh, Mursada Hoffman, who was on the podcast a couple of episodes ago, she was talking about mom hacks. Anyway... Um, but what, how do you think your business is going to change once you become a nurse practitioner? And then what was your, I was also wanting to know, like, you've already got this business plan, you've got this business going,
0: why add nurse practitioner? Is that going in a different direction? That's a great question. So the, the basis and my intention with the blog was, I didn't start the blog to start a business. I started the blog to grow an audience so that when I graduated
1: oh. as a nurse practitioner,
0: I would have an audience and be able to bring people in and start their healing. Well, people were like, we can't wait for you to graduate, Jen. We need healing now. <laughs> and I was like, well, honestly, what I'm going to be doing with people, 85 90% of it is what I'm doing now, um, mm-hmm. focusing on symptoms and healing through nutritional therapy. Right. What I would like to bring on ordering lab work. Um, I want to work with getting people off their medication. I want to be able to titrate dosage and, and lawfully <laughs> work with right. medication. I don't touch any of that or do any of that. I give sound st- advice and encourage my clients to still work with their practitioners. Of course. Um, but that's something I'd like to be able to do independently. And a big lofty goal is I want to open my own practice and be able to bring other people on and train other practitioners in the modality that I believe in. So that's, that was the goal. What was the second part? You <laughs> so, I kind of get on my,
1: my soapbox. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was kind of rambling with these questions. First of all, why would you, um, you know, what do you hope to do with the nurse practitioner okay. degree? And then you've already got a business model that that's working for you. Right. Is oh. this going on mm-hmm. in a
0: different direction? But it's really, it's not, it's building on. Yeah. And I want, I think it's always been a goal to be a nurse practitioner, and I. I really do enjoy the teaching side of things too. I have um, yes. a contract with their school to give back to education, but I think to I want to change the community around me and ultimately the world and how we live with chronic illness and chronic illness and autoimmune diseases. Largely contributed to how we live our life and what we put in our yeah. bodies. So. Yes. I want to reach as many people as I can and that will be through education and through being having the nurse practitioner, the license and the degree, I'll be able to reach the Western med- medical world. They might not <clears throat> take me seriously if I didn't have right. that education. And, I, and as a nurse, I know where they're coming from. I want to be able to talk to a lot of <clears throat> experienced doctors and practitioners and be like, listen, I hear your struggle. I know where you're coming from. I was a NICU nurse <clears throat> for several years. And it's hard. We don't live in a perfect world. And I think the alternative and functional and integrative medicine can be pushed off as woo woo and all by the Western minds. But I want to be able to relate to them and be like, I see the problem. We're on the same team, guys. It's not the practitioners, the doctors, they're not the problem. You know, we got to look at the bigger industries, the big pharma, just and even the lifestyle, this society and way of living we've created for ourselves ignorantly without even knowing. We're all on the same team, and we're all one, and we can all work together to change it. So that's part of the reason, and I just feel like it's something I need to do. I need to be able to reach more people and have more skills and tools in my tool belt, and it's going to take that licensure to to do so. Hi, this is Christy.
1: I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational, heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, Please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. So. No, I love that. And um mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. love that sweet spot between the the science and the kind of woo-woo the or the of it. art Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. The holistic part of it, and then meets the science part. So, and I love your model of wanting to change the community because I think that needs to be done. You know, I just recently spent a month in Europe, and I just noticed how different the food was. Yeah, Greek yogurt (laughs) was, which I mean, yes, it's dairy, but it's also probiotics, and it's got some good things in it. But Greek yogurt was custard-like and we come mm. here and we find Greek yogurt and it's gelatinous mm-hmm. and then with like with so. a lot of preservatives mm-hmm. and then um, I'm gluten-free so I'll occasionally eat gluten-free bread and the gluten-free bread in Europe is hearty it's mm. got tons of grains and other things in it gluten-free bread here is almost a consistent consistency of white bread it's very hard to find good Mm gluten-free bread here but there it's very easy so just simple things Um, back to nature maybe they sure are well uh, many european countries have already
0: banned dangerous pesticides yes that is one thing that it's hard Um, i come from a long line of farmers so it's not the farmer's fault they are you know operating under regulations and standards and I really commend the European countries for for taking a stand for people's health and knowing that it might it might take might be a monetary hit or economically might not look so so mm-hmm. sound. That's I mean I get it in the how the government and politically they're looking at things. We're going to have to change the whole structure. That's it's not just an it. easy. I understand. I I mean I think a lot of the alternative and holistic practitioners and coaches and like-minded people get a lot of flack from, you know, the more traditional way of living and thinking, but we do understand how hard it's going to be to make a change. Oh, it's systemic. Yeah. It's going to take all of us.
1: Yeah. when we have companies like Monsanto, like lobbying the mm -hmm. government to, you know, not even label foods. Yeah. Right. So, um,
0: yeah, that would be, that's scary if, you know, for people like me who are really sensitive and you, once you're healing your body and you remove that protective layer of inflammation, then you will be more sensitive to foods that, you're not, that aren't serving your body and you're not used to consuming. But I read labels all the time. Oh, yeah. And it's hard um, to sometimes trust the labels, too. So It really is. You know. Well, and even
1: things that are, quote-unquote, organic, it's hard to be pristine in an environment like this yeah. where you have yeah. the… Even the
0: air we breathe is, mm-hmm. is full of jet fuel chemicals i mean i I, i'm so glad we have air travel and i'm so glad that we have some chemicals and and medications that are life-saving but i think we need to rethink the way we're using them
1: oh i think so too oh absolutely but it is a much bigger issue but perhaps if we the consumers are asking for things that are going to be more natural and more Mm -hmm. healthy for our bodies then it
0: can have a a larger effect but Mm -hmm. we have to be informed right And people don't like change either. It's no people are really resistant. And when they find out the work and the effort it's going to take to change their body, their health, and then looking outward, their kids, their family's health, they're like, wow, that's a lot, but it is doable. And I, I'd like to tell my clients, it's like rolling a boulder up a hill. The first few steps is so heavy and it's so hard. And then you get to the top plane and it it becomes neutral. And then once you get on the other side, And I can attest to this. When you're feeling so good, you're getting a ton done. Things are routine. It's effort. This lifestyle does not feel hard to me or cumbersome. I love it. I feel like I have all the time and freedom in the world. That's amazing. And I didn't have that when I was super sick or even before I was super sick, just not feeling the best. I never... My body was so unpredictable. I was getting sick really frequently. I always wondered, oh, I have this big event coming up. I hope I feel good that day. Oh, wow. And I just... And I remember... At the height of my illness, I had my face was so swollen with eczema and dermatitis and I was felt so awful. I was like, I just want to be able to get up and be able to move my face without it cracking and hurting. So we take these little things for granted. And now I wake up, I like spring out of the bed and I'm like, Whew, can't wait to open the (laughs) curtains and like get going. And I it would have been years since I felt that way.
1: Yeah. And my body's
0: still healing. Like every month I look back and think, wow. That is so cool. I think I, I mean, I was oblivious and ignorant to how sick I really was. And I think a lot of us are living that way. We're like, well, we, we feel fine, but are you really fine? Right. Think of, you know, what the greatest potential you'd want for your life and how far are you from that and how far are you from living and feeling that way because it's possible if that dream's on your heart we can everybody can heal you're not too far gone you're not too sick
1: oh absolutely not Mm -hmm. well and you know i think you make a really good point that Mm -hmm. we're probably all living at a level we come become accustomed to and you don't really you know you kind of it's easy to write off things it's like Mm -hmm. oh it's allergy season of course i'm congested Right. right um Oh, I must have eaten something that disagreed with me, mm-hmm. which is why my stomach. And oh, I'm tired. Well, I was kind—I of, didn't sleep that great last night, and so right. it's easy to write these things off, mm-hmm. and
0: we don't realize that we could feel better. Exactly, that's spot on. Yeah, and you know, well, how many days a week, how many meals a day are you eating something that just doesn't agree with you? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something to listen to. Maybe exactly, that's something to investigate further and wonder. Okay, what is you know the root of why I'm feeling this way and why this isn't agreeing with me when we if we're for example dairy is a really good example because a lot of people who don't have food allergies or intolerances or maybe aren't aware that they do mm-hmm. will say oh yeah when I eat dairy I just I never like that's everybody I you know I had some ice cream or some butter or or cheese and it always makes my stomach a little gurgly well are we looking at why that is and that right. what are the you know we usually have a proliferation in that case of gram-negative unproductive bacteria in our GI tract. And that comes from antibiotic use and heavy viral right. infections. And and those bacteria are loving the dairy you're feeding them. That's what's making you gassy and bloated and churning. And, and then you're breaking out from that. So, mm. But once you understand that, it's so much more empowering to be like, I don't want to eat dairy because then I want to reduce my pathogenic load and start feeling better. Not just someone told me dairy is bad and it feels like punishment that I don't get to eat this ice cream and cupcake. Oh, it totally knowledge is empowering. Sure. And I remember, I'm pretty sure I answered this as a question in elementary school and it held true until college. They're like, what's the one food if you could have for every meal the rest of your life? Mine was ice cream, of course. And then, so when I heard that I couldn't have dairy anymore, I was like, wait, that doesn't really make sense. I love, like, so I had to mm-hmm. empower myself with the information of why I haven't touched dairy since. I don't even, I'm like, why? Why would I do that to myself? Well, anymore, there are delicious sorbets even. Yeah. And I make, mm-hmm. a lot of my clients um, love this recipe that I make. It's a banana and ice cream I and mean, you can find it. It's not just mine, but you can find it on, you know, any Instagram or Pinterest search. But it's freezing bananas and using a food processor with a little bit of almond milk, you put honey or dates or whatever you'd like nuts in there to spruce it up and make it interesting. But it tastes just like ice cream to me with a little bit of vanilla. Yum. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, you don't have to live deprived either. No, that's true. And I don't feel deprived. Good. I feel, I'm like, I can't believe it took me, I wish I would (laughs) have. You know it took me till my twenties to be living this way, I which I would have found this way when I was eighteen. I wouldn't have listened though no, no, you wouldn't <laughs> it was perfect divine
1: timing, <laughs> oh my gosh, well, I remember in my own journey, um my stomach hurt every single day, and I couldn't okay. and I didn't know why, and so oh, I finally hmm. had, yeah, and I finally got my allergies tested I had just got I had gotten this uh mailer. Um, I thought it was an error, but it was about um, an allergy doctor who treated food allergies. Mm-hmm. And do you have these symptoms? And da, 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 da. it That's could be. A- I was like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, divine timing. So um, I found out I really shouldn't eat dairy, but I kind of do, which is bad. I know. <laughs> you're uh, gluten. Well, you know I'm aware. To, you exactly. know your
0: amounts, your tipping point at which you might need to. A- back off and give your bodies a few days to reset exactly exactly
1: and so but I I remember when I got the diagnosis I was like I can't do
0: this this is too hard
1: yeah and it took a while but you know then you feel better and you go okay right it was worth it yes it was worth it and then I know that occasionally I do slip up and I'll have I'm I think oh I'm feeling great I'm right. feeling fine and um so I can have a piece of bread or a piece of pizza or something mm-hmm. and then I instantly regret it like, and I go oh yeah ah right <laughs> okay and that's all the motivation yeah. we need sometimes but when we're feeling better then it's yeah. it's a lot easier that's to such understand a great those.
0: example of balance too and understanding and being aware of your body Right. Yeah, that's that's perfect, and that's what a lot of people find works for them. Right. And understanding. So, um, it's not that you, that you can't have uh, this; it's right. that you feel better when you don't. Exactly. Yes, and it's you find a new way of living, and I get it. Avoiding just the two things like gluten and dairy is oh, that's huge. Or like that's and everything, and then I think it's easy when we're transforming our lives and starting this process to see well, what can I eat? But the yeah. biggest thing for that, you know, I just went back to nature and I'm like, wow, nature made me a portable snack already in a container, a banana, <gasps> you know, nature is so smart, <sighs> berries and grapes and watermelon, those oh, yeah. fruits are so easy and so portable to take with us. And, oh, awesome. mm-hmm. and once we can retrain, your palate does change and then you retrain, you know, your mind into new recipes and new ways of preparing foods. And then before you know it, it's your norm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the spaghetti and the tacos and the pizza that used to be your weekly staples, you know, have substitutes that you enjoy just as much that make you feel even better. And once you learn those to cook, and if we think about our children, too, what our norm is once they're born and young will be their norm. And if we can start with our kids and have this way and this modality, their norm, it's going to change society because that's going to be how they grow up and then how their kids grow up. And then we're going to get a, rid of a ton of this autoimmune chronic illness and just low quality of life.
1: Right. We can wipe
0: it out. That would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, I think it starts with
1: our kids. Well, that's a good, yeah, my kid eats Yeah, <laughs> But she doesn't like a lot of stuff, so it's right. hard.
0: And they're, it's so hard because, I'm oh, sorry. sorry, I was ingrained that way too because I grew up, your palate and your taste buds, I mean, they are taught what they like at a very young age, and then I was, you know, in my 20s when I had to start changing the way that I ate. And it did take a while. I was like, at first I was like, Ugh, this is bland because I wasn't understanding how to use fun recipes and, right. and cook new things. And now I don't crave, once your body is really getting the nutrition and the proper glucose that it needs, your cravings will go away. I mean, I don't crave mm-hmm. the, the other stuff that I used to. Good.
1: Yeah. Yes. So
0: it's, and it, it takes time, but it's totally doable because then your bodies are in a A perfect homeostasis and naturally our bodies are healthy happy fit lean bodies that feel good every day we just have to get to the root to our get the root to the root to our inflammation our symptoms and understand what our bodies are telling us
1: oh totally yeah Yeah, i think inflammation is a huge problem for uh, people in general Mm -hmm. so yeah the
0: root of all disease is inflammation oh really yeah so it all stems those little symptoms and this isn't to scare people it's to empower you I look at my own journey and think had I listened to those little symptoms mm-hmm. when I had hypothyroid or just some not feeling so great, it wouldn't have you know come full circle into a full blown Hashimoto's autoimmune destructive tissue disorder i was right. that took years of me not listening to my body, ignoring not not searching for better answers to serve my body, especially oh, not paying attention to my nutrition so Well, and as an
1: energy practitioner, you know, I always go to the energy system of the body and, um, you know, there's, I believe that there's an epidemic of Hashimoto's because Mm -hmm. I can't swing a a rock without hitting somebody with Hashimoto's, it seems like. And uh, you know this is a very common throat chakra issue mm. um, so I, I know that um, our bodies tend to react to wherever our energy system mm. is the most vulnerable yeah. for many people it's the throat chakra but it could also be the solar plexus chakra mm-hmm. with the digestive issues I or the reproductive system part. with the yes. sacral chakra right so um, wherever our body might be the most vulnerable and we have our most work to do that would be where our illnesses manifest
0: Why do you see that with the throat chakra?
1: Because we are often taught, especially as women, not to speak up Mm. and Mm. to not to express our Exactly. Express our needs.
0: Yeah. Your feelings aren't valid and you're fine. Right. Exactly. You don't don't look sick. You're fine.
1: Exactly. We're not told to speak our truth
0: and to speak our mind. And so through your energy work, you can help women or men with Hashimoto's. right well get to the root of that and uncover some of those blocks
1: right exactly so and our energy system i believe is the key even behind the physical body yes we're all energetic beings we're energetic (laughs) beings exactly and our body responds to our emotion our Mm -hmm. um, energy system responds to our emotion and wherever we seem to be most vulnerable in terms of Mm that is where I feel and I see that right. a, that illness
0: is going to mm-hmm. harbor itself, right? Right. I'm so glad that you brought that up because the phys- I've talked primarily on the physical, but the emotional and the energetic and mental healing was has brought me to another level in my health. Your physical health is yes. only going to get you so far. Eating all the right foods, sleeping the right amounts is only going to get you so far. Right. But when you can look at, you know, your emotions because pathogens and chemicals and and toxic things in our bodies latch on to negative emotions Mm -hmm. and that when that becomes your norm we have to rid those and detox those out and we are just energetic beings and sometimes we're just like you see in your practice every day we're blocked up in one of our chakras and energy is not moving and flowing like it should and we're not expressing ourselves to our full human potential i know i wasn't i looked back even a year a year ago of my life i'm like gosh dang i was really living at a Low frequency and low vibration, and just sad. It, it makes me really sad to look back at my I know. life. I wasn't able to serve the people in my life and help others around me. I was just stuck in my own little miserable bubble. And I mean, by the grace of God, I was able to get out of that and, and start to help others. So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. the work you do is amazing. Because oh. the, I mean, even if you. If the diet and the physical changes aren't resonating with you, if you feel like that's not where you need to go, starting with an energetic practice absolutely be key in helping your autoimmune and chronic illness
1: it can certainly help yeah. a lot but i think it goes to it goes hand in hand it does yeah. because i see illness as like a mountain you're trying mm-hmm. to dig a tunnel through yes right and on one side you're working on the the physical things it would be silly not to we have physical bodies right but on the other side we need to work on the energy and yes. the emotion behind it because if you only work on the enter mm-hmm. on the physical and not address the energetic and emotional then um we can have relapse and it can be um You know, not a complete healing, but if we only work in the energetic and the emotional without addressing the physical, we can get there, but it will be so much longer.
0: And a lot of times it takes breakthroughs with the emotional or the energetic to affect the physical. So maybe some emotional eating or limited or negative subconscious beliefs that you can't do this, this process is too much for you. Yes. I mean, we live 95% of our lives in our subconscious and only 5% of our lives is our conscious brain. Right. So when we get to changing things, that negative rhetoric, if we haven't worked through it and dealt with it, it's going to be this process is too hard. This process is too expensive. This process is too time consuming. You can't do this. You can't stick to a diet. All these negative. That's one of the biggest things that come up with my clients is, I mean, we're three days in and, and I get it you start to crumble because this is a huge change in your that negative environment and that negative rhetoric, those negative thoughts create a chemical in your blood. And that chemical is your body's homeostasis. And so when you start to change that, your cells are like, Hey, wait, this isn't what we're used to. And they literally fight against you. So you need a team of, of coaches and practitioners like yourself, Christy, that are going to help you work through and get through those blocks so that you can change your physical health for good. Yeah, I think so too, and I love the work that you're
1: doing to unite those. You yeah. like I said, you've got the scientific chops, yeah. and you've got the emotional component to it, and mm-hmm. so you work on them together. And I just mm-hmm. love that. Oh, thank you, Christy. Yes, absolutely. And so um, before we before we leave today, is there anything that you feel like we haven't mm-hmm. talked about? We haven't touched on that you think is just like really important to mm-hmm. talk about?
0: I think a final message I want to give anybody listening is a question really because it all starts your work the energetic work the emotional the physical the spiritual work starts with do you believe your body can heal oh that's where we start do you believe your body can heal if you don't i encourage you to keep engaging with that question and digging in but if you believe your body can heal that's the only thing you need that's the rest of the process is on its way
1: you know I almost jokingly say I think that all healing is faith healing because yeah. <laughs> if we have faith in medicine then that's going to work for us if we right. have faith in these other things uh-huh. but we have to have faith in it yes right we exactly. have to have faith that that's going to work if you don't yes. have faith that chemo is going to work then guess what it's, it's not, not going to
0: yeah, your body's going to respond to your thoughts
1: I would like to thank our guest today Jen Suzuki. you can find Jen online at inspirehealthbyjen.com, or you can read her blog at middaypigeon.com. Thanks again, Jen. And I would like to thank you for listening. Take care and be well. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at RadiateWellnessCommunity.com.